What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Not a life coach. I am your host, Debbie. I am a lifelong social idiot doing her best. Not a life coach. And I am Joseph Stone. I don't really remember anything before my iPhone started taking photos. Not a life coach. What are you, what are you guys doing here? I don't I'm very know. excited and welcome. So many wonderful podcasts out there. People who actually know what they're talking about. This is not that. <laughs> it could all be like Keanu. Not a life coach. Uh, we may or may not have any insight on it whatsoever, but we will talk about it. Not a life coach. Not a life coach. Not a life coach. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Not a Life Coach, where we talk about all the stupid stuff we did in our youth and may or may not get around to talking about healthier ways to do things. I'm your host, Debbie, lifelong social idiot doing her best. And I'm Joseph Stone, executive coach by day and dark fantasy novelist by night. And today we are talking about knowing your limits. So essentially, um, you know, recognizing the weaknesses that we have, dealing with it, and uh, maybe not setting ourselves up for a life where uh, we're constantly falling short or being frustrated or feeling um, horrible about ourselves, <laughs> inferior <laughs> imposter syndrome, all that kind of stuff. Saturday Which, morning for Debbie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know what? But that actually already brings, brings up an interesting side point. Of course, I'm already sidetracking us. Um, but... <laughs> I, I do want your perspective on like, when is it knowing your weaknesses and when are you having imposter syndrome? Uh, because that's a real thing, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> the fake you, do you mean like the fake you that you put out? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, I mean, so like, um, like in grad school, we talked about this a lot, how you have a tendency or like I say use and like the universal you um, people have a tendency to kind of look around and think, Oh, everybody deserves to be here. But me, um, mm. I don't know how they let me in here. Somehow I snuck uh. by the radar um, when really you earned your place, just like everybody else. Right. But maybe you're just, I mean, like when is it the that confidence? You don't, yeah. you don't believe in yourself. You believe other people are somehow better than you. Um, because all your beliefs are just nonsense and made up in your mind. <laughs> because you're stupid. <laughs> it really does come down to that. <laughs> you think you're stupid because you're stupid. You're just stupid in a way that you don't, you're too stupid to realize. Exactly. You're not stupid in the way you think you're stupid. You're stupid in a whole other way that you're too dumb to recognize. <laughs> don't misunderstand your stupidness. <laughs> But at the same time, like you also do have to know your, your limits because like, okay, um, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. So I am, um, I'm a very good revisionist. I am not a good editor. So like if somebody hands me something, um, that needs rethinking, right. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all over that. If somebody hands me something and says, here, read this, you know, 
200 page novel and find the five misspellings oh fuck <laughs> you i will never I cannot <laughs> you're not a line editor you're a big thinker you're a concept person right 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 and so um I have been put into positions because, you know, everybody in every job wants to know, are you detail oriented? No, <laughs> not really. Now, how many times have I lied and said, yeah, of course, I'm very detail oriented <laughs> all the fucking time. And 99% of the time, it doesn't make a difference. Let me tell you right now, most of the time when they say they want somebody detailed oriented, what they really mean is they, they want some, somebody with a brain. They want somebody who can independently figure things out and do shit on their own. Um, most of the time, they're not really looking for somebody who is nitpicky, detail oriented. Yeah, uh, that's just those what people they, don't get things done. Right, right, because they're too busy fixing the commas and the periods. Right. Um, or maybe I'm just super biased because I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> But like, Either way, I, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> but I see people who like they truly believe they have no limits. Like these are the people who die on Everest. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's like that's that's a very clear weakness. Um, people who say they have no weaknesses, that's they're announcing their weakness is that they're arrogant and, or they're stupid. Those are your choices. Um. It's I, to me, I find it um, partially hilarious and partially just counterproductive when I see people do like TED Talks on, um, you know, like essentially believing in yourself that you can do anything you set your mind to and this and that. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a terrible message. Don't tell people that. <laughs> It's the word anything. There's a lot of things you could do if you set your mind to it. If you had a singular focus, you could definitely achieve other things. But yeah. you have to make decisions about <laughs> all the things you're going to achieve in your life and and figure out what's most important. Yeah. Well, and I think also I think you need to be realistic about um, paying the mortgage. Yeah. Pay, uh, yes. Yes. Paying the mortgage, um, paying your bills, being a responsible adult, doing the things that you have to do. Um, and that maybe, yeah. And that maybe you're going to be living under your potential for a while to do those things mm -hmm. and that that's fine. Yeah. That that's fine. You're not proving anything to anybody, including yourself. If you do that, like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like if you have to climb Mount Everest to prove something to yourself, you have deeper issues. <laughs> you got a different problem you should be addressing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nobody cares about this self-image of yours and if they sound like they do they're just trying to fix their own self-image it has nothing to do with you you're not even part of the equation really how much is that true in general mostly it's why we watch television it's why we watch the housewives of wherever we want to see like our fantasy version of what it would be like to be someone else and have different problems and care about, you know, the cut of a suit or, or, or the quality of the caviar, because in in a fantasy world that, you know, it brings us joy and we don't have to pay attention to the real truth is that we're all a bunch of assholes just muddling around <laughs> in the dark looking for for anything. Self -worth, we're all in Plato's cave. Yeah. yeah, it's not real. You just you're making it up in your head. <laughs> 
and TV helps facilitate it. And TikTok makes it good for ADHD people. Oh, man, that shit is just mainlining dopamine. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so aware of... Like, um, nobody needs a sexual addiction once they have TikTok because <laughs> you just keep flip, 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 flip. Oh, heaven. I was reading a comment. Uh, about something and it was talking it was complaining about the thirst traps on tiktok and i'm like sweetheart it's an algorithm babe (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason why a certain look of gentlemen keep appearing on every time i turn on the tiktok (laughs) yeah like this is sophisticated shit i don't i don't get thirst trap streams there's a reason (laughs) they understand their target audience and i am not it right um I get so. puppies and kittens and wine and really hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I get really awkward uh, humor. <laughs> and I get, you know what? Actually, it's so funny because it works. Uh, the, the algorithm really works too well sometimes for me uh, because it will give me like social justice hippie shit, which I am super passionate about, but that's not what I go to TikTok for. Mm-hmm. Right. So it knows me well enough to give me things that are political. And I'm like, nope, I am not here for that. Uh, please move on. But sometimes I get sucked in, right? Because it yeah. is it is that I am that target audience. And I so I have to really be very conscious about swiping quickly on those things because it's that's not where I want to get those things. Um, oh, my gosh. Anyway, okay, so already we have gone but good news um the adderall just kicked in so (laughs) just felt my brain click on so back to limitations and weaknesses so back to limitations and weaknesses yeah let's talk about accepting that they exist okay yeah um a lot of us pretend that you know we sweep them under the rug in our own mind like i i i i realize i have a bad temper or i don't um, make good choices with friends or I don't speak up for myself enough or I'm not patient enough. Um, um, but, you know, I, I sweep it under the rug and say, look, it doesn't matter. Everyone has problems. And so I don't, I, I barely acknowledge them. And then I pretend they don't exist by sweeping them away. So I never get around to analyzing them or considering ways to, you know, improve them or turn them into strengths. Yeah. I just uh, avoid them. Now, are you saying I like actually you joseph or are you saying i as in like the universal we universal way if i have a when i'm saying me i was gonna say you don't have a temper no well i do have a temper oh trust me you just haven't seen it (laughs) i've never seen you have a temper that's because you can't push my buttons ask my mother to say something to me that while i'm hungry or in a bad mood or not you know don't have time you will see a very unpleasant person come out of me okay but that seated me like that <laughs> this is this is my own <clears throat> bias from personal experience to me um mothers don't count <laughs> <laughs> okay they don't count but you they know don't count it, it, it was a weakness <laughs> so i had to address it and i did that by not speaking to her when i'm hungry or <laughs> just walking away if i'm hungry wow you know i so what? Drinking more. <laughs> if she tries to bother me when I'm drunk, oh my God, I'm just a kitten. I'm like, yes, mother, I love you. I love everyone when I'm drunk. Oh, my gosh. goal in life is just to be <clears throat> drunk. 
maybe I should just drink more. <laughs> um, I so I'm I'm really honestly curious, and if you don't want to 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 share in this platform, I totally understand. But what do you see as your greatest weaknesses? Fear. I think the the greatest weakness anyone has is fear because mm. most likely it's um, irrational. We have a big monster in our head that stops us from doing so many things that we could do to improve our lives or, or become more satisfied with our existence because we're afraid to do it. Yeah. Um, now, again, the mortgage is a real fear. Like you have to pay that bill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you're afraid because you don't think you could, you know, write a song or, or write a book or, or become a teacher or, or do things that, you know, you, you think may not do. provide you with the income you think you need, but would provide you with happiness. And you don't do it simply because you refuse to be in a in a Honda or versus a BMW. You're a fool. That's fear. That's just irrational, stupid fear. And I have that all the time. I have to battle them. My fear all the time. What do you what do you think you fear most? Um, what do I fear most? Being uncomfortable. <laughs> no, uh, um. <laughs> no, I hear. Uh, whoa, let's let's not dismiss that one. Because <laughs> I think about this all the time. Like you and I. So okay, um, this is a fear that I constantly go back and forth on, um, because. I, so Drew and I are in a position where we know that we could um, retire at some point. Fine. But I get so wrapped up in what will that look like right. that, that it is crippling because it relies so much on so many different factors that are completely out of my control, like the American economy. Mm -hmm. I have a decent retirement account but it's in the American economy. And if the American economy collapsed, that's it. So does your retirement. So does my retirement. And I'm living on the street. Right. Um, and it's a casino and like, yeah. And, and I really like, I know this is going to be like, not just big picture, but truly crazy, like out there. I think about what would an ideal world look like if we got rid of, you know, uh, all of the big issues, right? Like mm -hmm. greed and, you know, uh, patriarchy and all, all the crazy mm -hmm. stuff, right? All the really big problems. And I think, well, we would have to go back to truly communal living, right? Like yeah. really deconstructed communal living, you know, providing for ourselves through farms and all that kind of stuff, like all the stuff that our ancestors did, like the truly taking care of each other in that way. And um, when I break it down that far, I think my biggest fear is that um, no one will take care of me. Yeah. But in my very old age, if I had nothing, who would take care of me? Because I don't have a village anymore. Right. We don't live that way anymore. Right. Right. And, um, and, and you have a husband and a child. I, I am a single only child. <laughs> this right. is it. And um, I think that that's one of the reasons 
shows like the Golden Girls really appeal to me. Absolutely. Because these it, are people who are taking care of each other. And and it's very comforting to know that there would be someone there that you could rely on. Yeah. And I don't want to see you every day, for God's sake. But when I do need to see you, I like to know it brings me comfort to know that you would be available. Right. Potentially. Right. Um, and I think but that, that that's- but that's our 40 year old fear. Like, you know. Fear, it's for everyone and it changes throughout your life. When you were 15, your fears were about completely different things. My fears were about being ugly. Let's be honest. (laughs) When you're 15, your biggest fear is that you're ugly and nobody wants to be your friend or date you because you're fucking ugly. That's your, like, it's the stupidest, it is the stupidest fear on the planet and yet it absolutely obsessively controls our lives for such a huge chunk of our hormone riddled brains for years. Right. And and it, you know, you'll always care about other people's opinion. It's just that when you're young, you care about everyone's opinion. And when you're old, you only care about the opinions that might actually affect you, like your boss's opinion or, you know, your spouse's opinion. And you can curate the opinions around you so much better when you're older, too. Right. Because you're making choices of who you're speaking to and and what you're, you know, who you make time for in your life. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, like, you I think you also um, develop a better sense of the different um, dimensions of your personality and the different things that you have to offer the world that um, aren't just about the meat bag you're walking around in. Right. And you you realize that other people's opinions aren't really any of your business, you know. And, you know, okay, honest to God, the best, um, the, the best change in my life that, that took like chipping away. And I can remember certain like pivotal points, but chipping away at the idea that it is, it is not about you. It is not personal. And by it, I mean, fucking everything, the whole goddamn universe, none of it is about you. None, not a single thing out in the whole fucking world is about you. Um, even, even when it is a one-on-one personal relationship, um, I, I, I will say this, till like my last breath i am so fucking lucky to be married to whom i'm married to Mm -hmm. um because he and i are so honest with each other about what is about us and what is about our perception of what the other person is is doing or saying right and um we are very honest with each other about <clears throat> when we feel like it's personal um, without making the assumption that it's personal. Like he will, he will tell me, and I don't know another man on this planet that is, that is truly this honest. He will say, I feel like I'm being rejected right now. <laughs> are you rejecting me? <laughs> and he'll ask the question. And of course the answer is always no. I'm not, I'm overwhelmed or I'm thinking about this other thing or I'm really tired. Like it's never about him. Right. And, and it's like, logically he knows that, but he could either, um, you know, just assume that it's about him and be miserable 
right? Or he could react or he could yell at me for the way that I'm behaving because it's hurting his feelings or whatever. Um, but in, instead, he's really honest about it. And like, I feel like if if anyone is ever in a relationship where they have that level of communication where they can say, I'm feeling like this is about me mm-hmm. and get an honest, loving response from somebody else that no, it isn't about you. Um, it, it resolves so much potential problems that uh, in front of you, like, Oh my God. Right. That's how, that's how marriages end. The people stop talking to each other. They stop exposing themselves to each other in that way or, or yeah. you know, and, and eventually you become roommates. I will say like, um, I tell people this all the time, <clears throat> Drew and I have a great, a great marriage. It's not an easy marriage, but I don't think easy and great live together in marriage. Um, I think that's a right. fantasy. Um, it's work. It's not meant to be, you know, <laughs> yeah, easy. but I will, I will also say like, if you ever want like hardcore trial by fire training on how things are not about you, be a teacher. <laughs> especially be like a substitute teacher that fucking breaks down any concept of ego or self-perception you have i like there are so many times that i could again i can really point to certain um moments in my life that chipped away this concept that things were about me and most of them were in either the teaching uh, capacity or, or the student capacity. Like I remember in my, uh, when I was a student teacher and I had the best, um, master teacher, um, she and I are friends to this day. She is, she only did it the once, (laughs) which is, (laughs) that actually might be about me. (laughs) Cause she's like, God damn it. It's hard to guide these idiots. Um, but uh, but I had a student who clearly like hated me and oh boy, did he just like, he really just zeroed in and placed all of his rage on me. Um, but she was very good at like guiding me at like, ultimately it's not about you. This is him. And, uh, but be- the, the more I made it about me the more he, you know, he fed on that. Right. And, right. and I took that lesson into future teaching where I had, you know, students that were angry and disengaged and blah, blah, blah. And I remember this one girl who was just, um, I thought she was giving me attitude and I thought for a moment, I'm like, Oh, I'm not, Nope, Nope. I'm not falling for that. So I wrote on a post-it note so that nobody else could see it. Hey, are you okay? And I put it on her desk in front of her. And she kind of like looked up at me and just kind of nodded. And then Mm -hmm. after class, she told me what was actually going on. Wow. What a great technique. Oh my God. It was, um, it was the first time I'd ever tried that. And, and it like, it changed my life as a teacher Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh yeah. The problem is that I assume it's about me. (laughs) And if I can just lay my ego down at the door when I walk into a classroom, everything's going to go much more smoothly. You're just the direction that all their eyes are pointed at. <laughs> right. And and it's so funny because like I think back to like when we were in school together and I'm like, yeah, none of that shit was about any of those people. No. So um, we were talking about fear, weren't we? What were we talking about? We were talking about? about fear. Okay. 
Yeah. We were talking about fear and, and communication and, and, and marriage and how that affects it. Oh, Jesus Christ, and weaknesses. Right, and weaknesses, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I, I do think that one of the biggest weaknesses in um, just humankind in general is that, um, is that we, we make things about us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we inflate them like beyond ration. Yeah. Uh, that we make things about us and then we make them bigger than, than they are. Um, again, I think because of, because of ego and, you know, this is where, um, it's so interesting to me, the internet troll culture, um, because they prey on that. Yeah. Um, and of course, feel important. Yeah. And of course they like, they don't, they don't give a shit. It's not at all. It's not at all about the person that they're making the comment about. It's about the fuel they get from the reaction, mm-hmm. um, which is insane to me. But I guess that's what a sociopath is, right? <laughs> <laughs> not exactly, but yes. <laughs> Tell me, tell me, because like, I think there's, this is, this is off topic as, as per usual. Um, But this is something that I think um, is important when we are talking about this is like, can you give us like a, just a short primer on some of the very common terms that we use to describe human behavior that we're using wrong, like sociopath, like what actually is a sociopath? A sociopath is um, a person who um, is unable to, or is very lacking in the ability to feel empathy for other people. So um, um, these are the people that will, I don't know, uh, hit a kitten or, you know, kick a dog or, or just say horrible things to people. And they like the reaction of seeing the person get hurt or start to cry or, or start to bleed or, or start to feel, you know, um, genuine fear. That's the, that's the only thing they can, that they need to be able to see it because they can't actually feel what it feels like to be, you know, threatened or those emotions. They don't have that part oh. of the brain. What makes the difference between a sociopath, um, and really the, 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 the psychological, the technical word is um, antisocial. We use that word wrong, too. We think antisocial, the layman thinks, you know, it's like, oh, I don't like to be around people. That's not what that means. Antisocial is what sociopath is. Sociopath is the layman's term. Psychopath oh. is a sociopath who has killed a human. And that's the only difference. Oh. Between the two. Yeah. So, okay. Um, now, again, just trying to understand all these things. To me, what that sounds like in my own layman's terms is the combination between a narcissist and a sadist. Um, narcissist is about um, um, the attention. You, you, you want other people's attention at you. You want, you want the, you want to be the spotlight person. Okay. Um, uh, a malignant narcissist is someone <clears throat> who enjoys getting that attention while harming people while doing things to 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 destroy people and enjoying the attention they get from people who also want to destroy people in a similar fashion okay what was this what was the second word you gave me sadist 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 is um uh someone that likes to harm people too but it's more like um physical 
Oh, okay. All right. It comes from like the Marquise de Sade that used to torture people. Yeah, yeah. And sadomasochism is when you do it to yourself to feel that joy. Okay. Um, so I here. <laughs> Welcome uh, to my revealing, dictionary. <laughs> revealing my my stupidity, right? Um, but I but I think that you know legitimately, I f- I feel like a lot of people um, misinterpret these these terms a lot because oh, what I'm what I'm hearing is the people in my life that I have that I have thought of as like narcissistic people really were probably just selfish which is different right? <laughs> a, a lot of us you know it's not it's not like a black and white thing I am a narcissist to a certain extent we all are you know mm-hmm. there are certain tensions that are affections that I I reach for Elaine Elaine is her own podcast host <laughs> you know you know like she we're loves literally talking about narcissism as we host right. the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no I mean pay attention yeah <laughs> like like but there's some people who can't function without it. And those are the people that get the diagnosis of narcissists. Oh, okay. They don't have tendencies for it. It's the, you're, the balance yeah. is the perfect human being. It's, it's when one thing goes too far away that, that you, you fall into that category. The, right. We're ex- ex- excluding the, the um, what are they called? The, what did you call them? Oh, my God. The, the, the oh, Christ, not psychopath, sociopaths. Oh, sociopath. yeah. I yeah, want to yeah. say antisocial. Those people actually have uh, a physical inability. Their brains are malfunctioning mm, or mm-hmm. they're ill-formed. If you look at the brain scans of, of those people, um, yeah. they're missing certain parts in their lobes. And that's where the, those emotions would have been processed so that they're not able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't fix that. I'm, I'm wondering, is that the same part of the brain that it's like overactive in somebody who's like like ADHD or something where we feel things like too intensely no i th- th- that's a different chemistry that's uh okay your your neuropathways are going in a different direction than they normally do and so the, the i believe that the the drug that you take balances so that it continues to go the right way in addition to the way that it's misfiring yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. In other words, we all got fucked up brains. Just which right. way well, I mean, you know, it's it's just an it... organ. You know, they're not all going to work perfectly. <laughs> so we rely on science to get us to a point where we well, can function. And here's the thing: so I like I tell people all this time because I see this in my son. My son is a brilliant kid, and um, in a lot of ways, he is he is way uh, better adapted to certain situations than his neurotypical peers. Um, but the problem is like most of our society doesn't work that way anymore. Like yeah. he was genetically engineered for the old timey frontier life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he would have been the problem solver, figuring out like how to build a, a fresh water system when we need to get clean water to the farm and all that kind of crap. Right. That would have been that kid. But now he's being asked to sit still in a desk for eight hours a day and his brain is like fuck this (laughs) (laughs) no thank you Uh -uh. it just doesn't feel right for him does it it doesn't feel right for him right and it's like oh i don't have the thrill of you know uh you know going out and try to beat starvation every day so instead (laughs) i'm gonna um you know test every new adult that comes into my life and see if they know how to set boundaries. <laughs> Jesus. 
Oh my God. Okay. See, luckily this loops us back to God. Oh, thank God for a thread. Thematic thread. I will hang on to the end of that thread. Um, this takes us back though to knowing our weaknesses, right? Right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It takes us back to knowing our weaknesses and working with them, working with them. Yes. Um, And being the kind of parent that works on them with their kids so that they can learn them really early. Yes. Well, like he and I have had, uh, he and I are really honest. And part of it is because I do know what it's like. Um, Not, I don't have exactly all the same symptoms he does and vice versa, but um, I understand him enough that I can explain things to him in a way that he understands. So we've been having conversations from a very, very, very early age about what his brain is like and how we need to work with it instead of against it. And um, so he's not, he doesn't feel weird about taking medication. You know, he knows that Mm -hmm. his dad and I, and the way that I explained it to him early on is that like, okay, so the idea part of your brain, right? You, and I tell him, you know, you're a very creative kid. And I say, the idea part of your brain is like on rocket fuel. It is going so fast all the time, right? And the decision part of your brain cannot keep up. Mm-hmm. It is trying its best, but it cannot, it's not fast enough to decide whether an idea is a good idea or a bad idea. And so sometimes bad ideas are getting through, right? And so the medicine is helping balance the idea and decision parts of your brain. Mm. And now I'm sure, of course, medically, this is all wrong, uh, but experience wise, <laughs> experience wise, that's what it feels like. Right. Like experience. And, and I can say from my own experience, that's what it felt like the minute I was on medication. I was like, oh, brains get to decide what they think sometimes. <laughs> that is wild. That is absolutely wild wild i can have a thought and go nah that's not useful right now i'm gonna think think about this thing (laughs) holy shit people can do that i was i was floored right um but i will tell you that like it is i was so lucky to have a therapist and i think again everybody should have a therapist um who understands the way that your brain works because Mm -hmm. if you have somebody that can help you not just understand uh, your weaknesses, but really frame them in a way that doesn't feel uh, like a personal failure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you can really start to design a life that works around your strengths. Yeah. Um, but you had to uh, go through a lot to get to the point where you understood that oh yeah this is years and years and years of therapy and yeah. then also medication right right <laughs> it's not but a uh... <laughs> most of us want a quick fix you know like we just want to <laughs> well and to be tidy fair, it up and move on <laughs> yeah and to be fair i'm a little dense so um <laughs> might have taken me longer than other people to come around to things and i also had an entire lifetime of being told that like uh that I was the good kid and I was, you know, like, like uh, those are real things <laughs> that, like those are real things. And, you know, uh, trying to achieve praise for things that didn't matter and were anti my brain and all these other stupid things. So there was like a lot to unpack, um, you know, and uh, anyway, but point being, um, 
I, I'm curious what, what you think about like, if, if our, our most common, I won't say biggest, but if one of our most common uh, hangups or weaknesses is taking things personally, right? Um, do you, do you think that there is a way to like design a life a- around knowing that that's true? Um, is there a way making the decision just, just right now okay. decide okay. and acknowledge yeah. that that's going to happen to you all the time. And it's not real. Your feelings, they're not real. Your emotions are not real. So just accept that and sort of. And that's the first step then. Dive in. Yeah. Just like, oh, I I know someone's going to reject me or someone's going to write me a bad review or someone's going to tell me I don't know how to do something well. Mm. Oh, well, fuck it. They're just going to do that. It doesn't actually matter. It's not real because... I decide if I'm good at something or not. Now, I may be asking people to read a book I write and like it too, but if mm-hmm. they don't like it, hey, I, there's nothing I can do about that other than be better at what I'm doing. And I, I'm constantly working to improve my talents or skills. So yeah. if they don't like it, then they don't like it. It's not really something for me to care about. If I concern mm-hmm. myself with it to the point where it cripples me, it, what you know, I'm to the point now where if you write a bad review, it's actually my favorite review. If you go read any of the reviews people wrote for me, like, like I personally will press the like button on bad reviews because I want them to be at the top because I just want people to read like there's someone left me a review. It must have been like 14 paragraphs long about how fucking horrible what I wrote was. I printed it out and put it on my desk. I was like, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. Because, you know, you don't ever really, you rarely actually get feedback, even if you have editorial yeah. reviews, you know, like they're writing to a market, you know, like they're writing to to make themselves, you know, sound interesting and whatever. But if you get a, a, a reviewer, a person who bought the book and then spends a lot of time on a right. very long, extremely and detailed they were review. invested. I, they that were is in- the biggest wow. compliment I've ever received in my life. you took the time to give me all that insight into what one person perceived all those decisions i spent half a year making were that i that what a gift the best performance review of my life oh my god joe i think if anybody like if everybody could get to that point where they see things that way what a what a gift that's amazing and i think part um I think another nugget out of that that I'm getting is is to spend the time to predict um, being being rejected or 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 sort of anticipate the things that are going to feel personal to you. Yeah. Um, so that you have a moment to um, to process that, so that it's not so that you're not dealing with two emotions at the same time when it happens. That you're not mm-hmm. dealing with the shock of it happening, like that initial sting. Um, but that you can just sort of recognize it for what it is. Right. Again, accept your weaknesses and accept that they exist. Once you do that, they really lose a lot of their power over you. Um, And so if someone, if, if I accept the fact that, um, you know, there are typos in that book. <laughs> then but when someone gets on, like me at it. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> I was only interested in whether or not it was a good story. If I can't spell, you know, there, there, and there, you get over it. Yeah. But Which, oh um, my God, again, Wolf Omega, freaking one of the best novels. Seriously, I... Thank I, you. Yeah. I appreciate it. it. It took me a long time to get to the point before I, I could write a book that I was actually really satisfied with myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and and you know, I can't, I cannot lie. I, I do not have any poker face whatsoever <laughs> so i'm i'm always a little bit terrified when one of my really close friends that i care about does something big yeah i'm always like i'm not going to be able to lie. i can't lie to their face right which is why i go to you and other people other friends because i like first of all even if you do lie i'll know that you're lying because right. you, all your tells are ancient history to me <laughs> but, <laughs> But because I, I, you know, I can't tell on my own. I have to have feedback, which is like every other podcast we talk about, you know, find someone to tell you the truth. Well, that there you are. <laughs> well, and OK, so I'm actually going to use that as a window to wrap this up. And I will say, listeners, if you want somebody to tell you the truth, we can be that for you. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, as always, you can, uh, you can, you know, I always say that you can find us on TikTok. But we don't really post that much on TikTok. I, I think don't we should we? change that. No, I think we should. Uh, I see us on TikTok every other day. Do you? Yeah. I need, maybe I'm not following us close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Your algorithms are clearly for other shit. What is going on? Um, okay, so apparently you can find us on TikTok. Uh, I know for a fact. I know you can find us on Instagram too, uh, at not a life coach podcast. Um, and, uh, you should email the show, uh, you know, what do you need an honest opinion about? Um, you know, what is something that you've done stupidly, uh, that people should know about, um, how to do better. Uh, and you can, you know, tell us your name or not tell us your name. We'll, uh, keep you anonymous if you want to be anonymous. And that email address is not a life coach podcast at Gmail. Uh, thank you as always for joining us, Joey. Thank you as always for being you. Uh, I love and appreciate you so much. I love you too. All right. Bye.